It's like the exodus coming through this morning. It's amazing. Come and take your seats. Welcome, if you're just coming in, come along through, welcome this morning. For those of you that might be new this morning, my name is Olivia and um, I'm part of the team here at St. John's and this morning is our family service so it looks a little bit different to normal church and we have some crafts around the room and play-doh for children if they uh, like to do things and find it hard to concentrate. Or if a parent wants to do that too, that's okay. But we're going to spend some time worshipping God and then looking at a story together in the Bible. So um, if you're able to, why don't you stand this morning as we're going to start in uh, sung worship. And uh, Father, thank you so much for this morning. Even though it's raining and it's a little bit cold and dreary outside, we pray, Lord, um, that we may receive you afresh this morning. And... Um, Please accept this worship of adoration and love to you. We pray, Lord, um, that we get to worship you and thank you that we get to worship you this morning. Amen.
children here that I'd like to come and do our family worship song please come up now 
because um, we would love to have some dancers. You can go back to your craft after as well, because I know some of my backing dancers are doing their crafts. Father, thank you that we get to be shining lights um, here at St. John's to our local community. And I pray, Lord, that you would teach us more about that today. Amen. So we just wanted to give a little bit of a testimony time, especially um, since last week we had our very special light parties. So if you came to a light party, um, why didn't you come up at the front? 
If you're a, a child especially, you can go back to your craft, I promise you. So I see some people over there that came. There we go. See, they're coming back up again. And then these guys came along. Who else came along to the light party? Tom, you came. <laughs> and Naomi, where are you? You came along. And I would love to hear, what were some of your favorite bits about the light party? Would anyone like to share? Do you want to say? Yeah? I liked the um, beading stool and the hooker duck. The beading stool. So we got to make glow-in-the-dark bead bracelets, didn't we? Oh, should you want to show everyone? You want to lift up in the air? Ooh, very nice. And the hooker duck, which was like a fairground game. Who else says something? Yeah? The hooker duck. You like the hooker duck. Why did you like the hooker duck? Because I got them all five in five seconds. Did you really? And did you get a prize? Yeah? Oh, should we give them a round of applause for that? That was really good. <laughs> What was your prize? Two sweets. You got lots of sweets. Did anyone else get lots of sweets? Yeah. Trinity, did you get, what did you like about the light party? The candle. You like the candles and making the lanterns. Yeah. And if anyone didn't make one today, there's some over there for you to make. Who else enjoyed the light party? Jairus, did you like it? What did you do at the light party? Because you, you helped out, didn't you? Did you not play the... Yeah, you helped out in the band, didn't you? What did you play? City on the Hill and Shine. City on the Hill and Shine. And that was amazing because we saw lots of boys and girls dancing, didn't we? What about over this side? Who enjoyed it? I like the lighthouse because the lighthouse, when in the light, I can see the road and, and lighthouse open and I can't see anything I see. Yeah, the lighthouse helps us see everything, doesn't it? Well done, brilliant. And anyone else over here? Harper, what did you enjoy? The hot dogs, yeah. I like the hot dogs. I ate a few too many hot dogs that night. <laughs> Sean? The ping pong table. The ping pong table, that is a favourite here at St John's, brilliant. Jane? Well, I I was outside all the time, so I had my coat on staying warm. So I was um, security on the door, which which is mostly about welcoming people with a big smile. But actually, there were one or two people, because of the nature of the day, that it was good that uh, didn't come in. But uh, watching people come in was just wonderful, because I would say, as well as all lovely guys here, there was at least as many again and more who don't come on a Sunday but who are who were coming along to that from all the I mean well done you for all the groups in the week where we're building a fringe because the best place for fishing is in the fringe and it was such a good time and talking to people as they go I could see that when we issue kind of future things like coming up for Chris Dingle or next year they'd all be saying oh I want to go and bring my friends so that's something we can give thanks for and also um, pray about Definitely, yeah. We had about, I think, about 50-50 church kids and non-church kids, which is amazing. And people had signed up from seeing it at the vaccination center, or just we posted out locally, or people bought friends, which is such a testimony. Ewan, do you have a, what was your favorite bit about the light party? I like the, the lighthouse, and I really liked it. And I like the face paint. 
you like the lighthouse and you like the face paint. Yeah, we had some amazing face painters, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and then what about our youth light party? What did we do for our youth light party, Naomi? Um, we had a silent disco. We had a silent disco. And for anyone that doesn't know, what is a silent disco? Basically, you have headphones on, and it's like a disco, but with headphones. Um, so everybody has headphones, and you can listen to three types of music um, and change like your channels, and yeah. It was really good because it was actually really quiet, <laughs> which never usually happens for youth, does it? And did you boys like it? Yeah, I, I really liked it, yeah. What else did we do, Nathan? Uh, we ate pizza. We ate and made homemade pizzas. So if you were in the kitchen team, thank you so much because it was a military operation in that place. And yeah, it was hardcore. But I think everyone enjoyed it. And hopefully friends came along and people came to know Jesus. And we're going to learn a little bit more about that today. So thank you so much, my volunteers. And hopefully we can do more events like that that bring people into our church that um, maybe don't know the good news of Jesus and we can bring bring, um, light into their lives. So instead of a um, Saddleback Kids video today, um, we're going to read a story from a storybook. So if there are, I should have kept you all up here, but I think most of them want to do their crafts now. But um, if you do want to come up and listen to the story, you can, but we are going to have it on the screen as well. Am I doing this bit? Yeah. (laughs) It's all me today. (laughs) So today we are going to be listening to a very special story from the Tiny Truths Bible. And if you are a grown-up, this book is really, really good in teaching um, children about Jesus and the stories in the Bible. And it's culturally appropriate. And it's just a brilliant book that we use here at St. John. So I really recommend it. I think you can get it on like Eden or Christian bookshops as well. Oh, I've got some little people down here. (laughs) Hello. So you get to, I'll show you the story pictures as well. So we're going to start. Jesus began to teach people and tell them stories about living life with God. Wherever he went, people came to listen to him because his stories were different. He was a different kind of teacher. You see, when Jesus told stories, he was telling people all about God, what he was like and what he loves, and all about themselves, who they were like and what they were made for. One day, Jesus sat on a hillside and a crowd gathered around him. He began to talk to them about their lives. Yay. It worked. Look around. Look at the little birds and the beautiful flowers. Do you think they worry about what to wear or what to eat? Of course not. And neither should you because God made you. And he loves you. He knows what you need. So don't worry about tomorrow. Be thankful for what you have today. Now sometimes we are sad. Sometimes other people hurt us. And sometimes we don't have the things we need, Jesus told them. 
But when life is hard, God is still with you. And when we feel sad or broken, God is close to us. He does not leave us no matter what happens. And he will never stop loving us. If you love me, Jesus explained, and love God, people will notice that your life looks different. You'll be like a bright light shining out to everyone, a light everyone can see, a light to show people the way. You'll be like a city high on the hill that everyone can see. When you do good things, people will see that God is good. When you are loving and kind, when you forgive others, when you make peace, you are living the way God made you to live. Remember the rules God gave Moses? Jesus asked them. I want to teach you to go even further, to love even more. It's easy to love your friends, isn't it? But I want you to love your enemies. Pray for the people that hurt you. And even when someone hurts you, don't hurt them back. Be kind. Forgive them. If someone asks you for something, give it to them. If someone takes your shirt, give them your jacket too. Show extravagant, surprising love. That's what God made you for. It isn't easy to live this way. By ourselves, it would be impossible. But we have God as our Father, and He helps to, He loves to help us. And when you pray, this is how you can talk to God, Jesus told them. Our Father in the heavens, your name is holy. May your kingdom come soon, and may what you want to be done here on earth just be like in heaven. Give us what we need for today, and forgive us for the things that we do wrong, and help us to forgive other people. Help us always to choose good and to keep us safe from evil. You are the king of everything forever. All power everywhere belongs to you. And we will worship you always. Amen. The end. So I've got a short talk for us today. And um, I don't know if anyone's guessed the theme of today. Does anyone think they know? The lighthouse is a good one, light. But today I want to talk to you a little bit about what it means to be a city on a hill. And maybe if, can we go back to the picture of the city on the hill? Hopefully, but if not, do not worry. Um, but it might, there we go, that's a city on a hill. And I just want to talk a bit about our, our light party again. And there were lots of children and boys and girls there that don't come to church and might not know who Jesus is. And lots of, lots of their grown-ups too might not have known who Jesus is and why we come to church. 
And Sam, our vicar, came and spoke to them all and spoke about how Jesus is the light of the world. He used John 1, 5 as his reference, which says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And the children learn that um, Jesus is the light of the world. And that means that we never have to be afraid because Jesus shines his light into every dark situation in our lives. And that if he is with us, then um, nothing can be against us. And we really hope and pray that the children and the grown-ups that came to our light party and came into our church, that seed has been planted in them and that we pray that um, the Holy Spirit grows that in them and they can take that away. Um, yeah, and so the, the light of Jesus can shine in any situation. But there were quite a few boys and girls also there that do already know Jesus. And I think some of them are in this room, which is really exciting. And um, they already maybe know that Jesus brings light into the darkness. Maybe, hopefully. Hopefully we've taught them something in kids' groups. <laughs> um, one of our favorite songs here at St. John's is City on a Hill. Well, it's my favorite. Is it anyone else's favorite? Yeah, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> if it's not, I want to know what your favorite family worship song is. It doesn't have to be your contemporary worship song. Um, so I want to read that together in the Bible and then share a few points of what I think it could mean for us today. So it's Matthew 5, 14 to 16. And in this, you don't. if you have a Bible, get it out. But if not, don't worry. You can close your eyes and just um, let the words kind of speak over you. So it's Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, or a city built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people put a light, a light, light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everything in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So my first point today is that just like the shining city on a hill, and that will be seen by everyone, we are called to be shining lights for Jesus, for the, to the people that we come in contact with every day. I went on holiday um, last week, yeah, last week, to um, the French Alps, a little town called Combleu. And um, there's a picture that's going to come up. This was my view from the balcony. Pretty impressive. Does anyone know what mountain that is? Mont Blanc. Yeah, it's Mont Blanc. Um, yeah, well done. <laughs> I don't have a prize for you, but well done. <laughs> so yeah, that is Mont Blanc. And it's such an amazing view. And the mountain that I'm kind of pointing at... Um, it's kind of in the corner, and you can't see it there. But if I zoom in, that's a close-up of it. We went to a place called Chamonix, which um, is a little bit closer to the, the Mont Blanc, and you can kind of see a bit closer. You could have gone up in this, like, cable car to go to go on a viewing platform, but I was wearing Birkenstocks, and I didn't think that would be a good idea. So wear appropriate shoes next time. Um, but if you're going a bit closer, I don't know if anyone can see, but on the top of it, there's a little pointy thing. You might be able to see it now. Can you see it? If you can't, that's okay. 
Um, but on the top is a little pointy thing. And from um, that is the viewing platform that people go in, uh, in the cable car to go see the French Alps. And it looks amazing. Um, but when I was standing here, there was a certain point in the day where the sun kind of went behind and it shone on that um, point. And it was so bright and so brilliantly bright that it kind of, even though I was like miles and miles away from it, that light was like piercing. And it kind of just reminded me a bit about how we can be beacons of light in our in our communities and how... Um, yeah, when we have the light of Jesus shining on us, we can be that beacon of light to those around us. We are called to be shiny people, people that radiate the love and light of Jesus in our lives. And I was reading about this, and I really like this quote that I just want to share with you. It says, the shining people haven't necessarily been the smartest, almost articulate, almost talented or have the most publicly influential platforms. They've been the ones who find God's steadfast love better than life. They've been consistently loved. They've consistently loved others, both in word and deed. Their words and deeds have sometimes been tender and other times tough, depending on the need. Their actions have demonstrated that they truly consider others more significant than themselves and that they pursue others' good more than others' approval. How will God use you to be a shiny person for Jesus? Shining the light of Jesus in our school, in our nursery, in our secondary school, at college, at work, here at St. John's, in our neighborhood. How do we shine the light of Jesus in these places? Well, what does it actually mean to be a Christian? Being a Christian means that we are mini Christs, which means that we have to act like mini Jesuses in every situation in our life, which is probably a lot easier said than done, especially when we're driving in Ealing, because sometimes I get very frustrated (laughs) and I can hear others agree with me. Um, But we have been called to be mini Christs, and that means that we have to act like Jesus in every situation, to think, to speak, to act like our Savior. And what does that look like for you today? And that's a challenge for you to take away. What does it look like for you to think, act, and speak like Jesus in your remit, I guess? If we live for Christ, then we are like... a glow, um, a glowing light showing what it means to be Christ to other people. So we are basically Christ's representation here on earth because Jesus isn't walking around freely right now. So we've got to do it and we've got to show Jesus um, to our people around us. There are a few ways that maybe we hide our light and maybe you can resonate with some of these. We could be quiet when we know that we should speak up for things like injustice when we go along with the crowd and what people at school or at work are doing, if we're like indulging in gossiping or um, something like that, maybe we deny the light. Maybe we're too embarrassed to talk about Jesus at school or at work. Maybe our own sin in our lives dims the light of Christ. Maybe it is that road rage 
um, situation that dims Christ in your life. I certainly have sadly done that. Maybe it's not explaining why we go to church on Sunday, explaining why we believe in the light of Christ. Or maybe it's um, we dim the light of Christ by ignoring the needs of others. And remember in the story, Jesus told us to give a jacket as well as a coat, um, as well as a shirt. We need to be beacons of truth, just like that beacon on top of that mountain. Don't shut your light off from the rest of the world. Jesus tells us to be different, so we must act differently to other people. As Jesus' disciples, we have the kingdom life within us as a living testimony to those in the world that do not yet know him. And one of the best ways that we can do that is by doing the good works that Jesus called us to do. And from that, God will be glorified. But maybe you're thinking, okay, fair enough. I can shine my light at Jesus, but why do I have to do that? But it's because Jesus told us to. Um, both in Matthew 5, when he talks about us being cities on a hill, but also in um, the Great Commission in Matthew 28, he says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations by shining your light, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always till the very end of the age. Go and make disciples of all nations. And we can do that by shining our light. When we do this, we also glorify God. In verse 16, it says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I really try and be a shining light for Jesus in my life. And sometimes it is really hard, like I've said. Sometimes it isn't easy, and sometimes I even fail. But all we can do is wake up every morning, remember that we are loved and known by God, that we are a son or a daughter of the King of Kings, and from that place, we can go and shine our light to those around us. An example of that in my own life recently um, is that I live in a flat block, and um, yesterday, so basically the flat below me um, is a new family that have moved in recently from India. And um, the father has been very unwell, and carers have had to come in um, twice a day. And sadly, I found out that he had passed away on Wednesday from an illness that sadly couldn't be cured. And though I don't really know the family, they've only been there like a month, I thought, how can I show love to those people? Because they know I work for a church, they know I'm a Christian, because I kind of tell people that straight away. Um, so I decided to bake some flatjack for them, just something small to give them. Hopefully it wasn't too crunchy and they don't break their teeth on it. <laughs> but um, I just went down there and I felt a bit awkward because you don't really know what to do in that kind of situation. But I just knocked on the door and um, I said, I'm really sorry, but here's something for you. Um, and hopefully through that action, in, in the card I just wrote, I'll be praying for you. I didn't say you need to give your life to Jesus or anything like that, but I said, I'll be praying for you. And um, this morning, I actually got a text message from the, the girl of the, the father. 
And she just said, thank you so much for that. Really enjoyed it. And I know that he's in a better place now and he's with Jesus. And um, I don't know if they're Christians, but she said that. And it was like, well, Jesus, that's amazing. Um, so all we can do is be beacons of light, shiny people to those around us. And just like Jesus has changed our lives, we can help introduce people to Jesus and hopefully their lives will also be transformed. Amen. So we're going to do a little prayer activity. Um, so hopefully when you walked in, you would have got a post-it note. So um, boys and girls that are doing their crafts right now, we're just going to pause it. So if you're a young leader, why don't you help them pause their craft? So if you didn't get a post-it note, can you just raise your hand? And um, Katie is going to come around and give some, hopefully. Sarah, can you grab... Oh, is Katie coming? But if you have and you've got a pen, why don't you take a moment to think about someone you know that you would like to introduce to Jesus? And that doesn't have to be, hi, do you want to get to know Jesus? But it could be showing um, kindness to that person, bacon and flapjack, or just um, showing Jesus through your actions. So, and we're going to pray for those people. So, if, thank you, Samuel, for passing those around. Why don't we pray?